0: Ladies and Frank, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind in our red lipstick. I assume Frank is not wearing red lipstick. Frank, love to hear from you. How are you today? I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined by my beautiful friend, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. How are you today? Hello there. Um,
1: I'm good. You totally took me off guard
0: with uh, <laughs> ladies a and Frank. Wow, listener. he's out there. Why is that I know so he's fun. out. He's there. out there. Today's episode of Homemaker Chic is brought to you by Jovial Foods. You guys have heard us talk about them before because they're amazing. Run by husband and wife team Carla and Rodolfo. After they discovered years ago that their daughter had a gluten sensitivity, they struck out to find a grain that her body could digest, and that led to discover. Ancient einkorn. It's the oldest variety of wheat that we know. So now, Jovial Foods is a top supplier of einkorn flours, einkorn pastas, Italian olive oils, prepackaged einkorn snacks, and the top rated gluten free pasta. I've hardly met anyone in my life more intent on quality ingredients and quality products than Carla. This is the flour I exclusively use in my kitchen because it is so buttery and so rich and so easy for your body to digest. So I want you to head on over to jovialfoods.com and check them out. And as of this recording, there is flour in stock. So get over there, get to baking. You have nothing better to do, I'm sure. Not much. That makes me so excited. I'm gonna be stocking up. You can only buy once. There so is a today's limit show, one. So <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> fight you for it.
1: <laughs> today's show is also brought to you by American Blossom Linens. American Blossom Linens is an all-fashioned, an all-fashioned, yes. an old-fashioned, all-American company that turns organic Texas grown cotton into dye-free, chemical-free sheets and linens. I love mine, Shay loves mm-hmm. hers, my children love theirs. These sheets feel fabulous on your skin. They get softer with each washing. So head over to AmericanBlossomLinens.com and be sure to use the code HomemakerChic20 because as a listener of the show, you ladies and Frank get 20% (laughs) off AmericanBlossomLinens.com and your shopping code HomemakerChic20.
0: Yes, I love that. And if you guys ever forget the names of these, just check out the show notes because we put all the information in there. So yeah, on to the love comment of the week. I loved Tanya. I loved this one. This was on Instagram from Tanya 1936. And this is what she says. So I was struggling to find the time to listen to the podcast without interruption until today. Both my husband and I telework together right now and we are shoulder to shoulder at our desks. Every single noise he made, chewing his food, breathing, talking out loud, you get the picture. To save our marriage, I plugged in my headphones and started your podcast. And now I am blissfully working with both of your beautiful voices in my (laughs) ear, all while working from home. Thank you for the laughter, friendly chit-chat, and useful information. Hilarious.
1: That is funny. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of Victoria and Albert. Do you think that they ever got on each other's nerves? Oh, yeah. Oh, sitting yeah. at their desks in the same room, and I'm binging on Trey Kennedy on YouTube because he is putting out the funniest uh, quarantine videos. Mm. And he has this one about um, is it, I think it's a husband and wife or your roommate or something or married couples. And she says, um, she says, "Have you ever noticed that thing you do with your mouth?" <laughs> right. He goes, uh, "Breathing." <laughs> it's just like, how just dare me. You. Watch those.
0: They're so funny. Um, I had a moment like yeah. that the other day. I don't know how you eat chips. I've noticed females in general, I'm painting with mm-hmm. broad strokes here, tend to pick up a chip and put a chip in their mouth. That's and then we can do that as many times as we like. Men, mm-hmm. at least in my family, tend to grab like six chips, like with a wad of fingers, all fingers, all fingers. The clock. Shove it in and then just hump, hump, chop. And it's, I cannot take it. I can take a lot. I cannot take listening to my family eat chips. <laughs> I'm very hypersensitive about stuff like that. It's loud.
1: Really? (laughs) Or the nibble when the children nibble, (laughs) when they take a chip and then just nibble
0: at it like a little squirrel. You know what's funny? That makes me crazy. I remember being at your house and Amelie had taken a piece of romaine lettuce. (sighs) She's the one. (laughs) She ate around it in a circle. Like she just literally went around (laughs) and around it. And you're like, she's just like a little rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) joel says
1: i chug uh, my beverages like i swallow really loud he's like do you have to gulp it down like that i'm like you know and then then it makes you totally self-conscious how can i swallow quieter you're like trying to do it quieter and aiden (laughs) is my 14 year old and he does this thing now where he walks in the room and he goes hey You're breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're blinking. And then he makes you totally aware that you're breathing and blinking. (laughs) He's such a stinker. I'm not chugging my dry farm wines for the record. Not loudly. But I would like to know what you're sipping because I'm
0: sipping something. Are you? Okay. Mm -hmm. Even though this part of our podcast is sponsored by dry farm wines, which you must check out in the show notes because... They are a wonderful wine supplier of organic, biodynamic, low sugar, low alcohol wines. Currently, I am drinking my last four swallows of cold coffee. So (laughs) be jealous, ladies. Be jealous. This coffee is circa 615 and it's still here in my cup. So I'm still drinking it. It has a little bit of store-bought milk because the cow is no longer in milk. Um, and it has nutty aromas. That's all I got. It's really not that exciting.
1: Please. Well, truth be told, I'm not drinking this right now either. I drink it last night with dinner because okay. it's only 920 in the morning. So that might be inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I am drinking a, uh, Mulderbosch. It's a South African
0: oh, Cabernet Rosé. Oh, that's the Rose. one you sent me the picture Cabernet of. Sauvignon
1: Rosé. And I made a really good tuna dinner last night and Mm. had lemon zest. And I just needed something light Mm -hmm. and delicious Mm -hmm. and cold. And it's so yummy. Plus, I love the label. Is it a rose? It's a rose. It is. Rose all day, baby. Rose all day, baby. Dry Farm Wines has rose packages for all our rose Mm -hmm. friends, they have white packages. Red packages, red and white and and bubbly because
0: Stu asked what I wanted for my birthday. And I was like, I want a package of bubbles from Dry Farms, please. I love having that. Is that like in two weeks? When is that? Eight days from today. Oh, my. So by the time this airs, it'll be not long. Not long. I don't know. I'm I lose track of all this.
1: (laughs) Well, that was almost a fail on my part (sighs) because I had it in my head that it was in a couple more weeks.
0: Nope. Nope. That was a fail. That gift was a fail. Yep, it was a fail. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be 34 this year. Oh, 34. Great. 34, and I need to come up with a cool slogan know. for it. And then some more. What rhymes? Come on, help me out here. 34. I'm out. I'm out I don't the know. door. I got one for next
1: year. 34, never more. But I don't have <laughs> one for next week. <laughs> I pay my children ten dollars a year to tell people that I'm 35. <laughs> Have I told you that, <laughs> and they're so confused now at this point. They're, they're like, you can see the ones that are that can do math. They're looking at me uh, like wait they know a how second. old Joel turned last week. They're thinking about how old they are, <laughs> and you can just see them trying to fill in. You know, x minus z
0: equals 35. <laughs> hashtag homeschool plus
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: That's cool, buddy. Okay, go ahead and iron it. My kids are obsessed with these little melty beads that you iron. You put in a little tray and you build a design, and then you iron it for five seconds, and it all melts together mm-hmm. to a little plastic figurine. We're, oh, my kids would love that. We're killing lots. You can buy a pack of the beads on Amazon. They're like fifty thousand, you know, for really twenty dollars or something. They don't end up all over I the mean, house. I mean, they kind of like do. Airsoft bullets, they kind of do, but they're they're pretty small. We mm. just. Have them do it at a table. You get two, two. Okay. Zero, you know what we called those yeah. in the 80s? Zero, zero. Shr- shrinky zero, dinks. Zero. Why? Did- okay,
1: but No, that's what the, you had this like um, plastic that you would do creations with and then you'd melt them on a cookie tray in the oven. Oh, okay. And they were shrinky dinks. They were oh. like right up there with Seawees, the little mermaid bath yes. toys. Shrinky Dinks were the best. They must have been really expensive because we only had them a few times and it was like epic. Yeah. Unless my mom just wasn't down with spending money on <laughs> stuff like that because she she made
0: like homemade Play-Doh mm-hmm. and then locked us out of the house for the day so we had to play outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. You but- <laughs> should check these out. You should check them out because um, my kids have gotten really creative with them. Like there's whole armies now and figurines. Yeah. And- well, my kids have 3D pens and they make the most amazing mm. things yeah. It's so, cool. I love stuff yeah. like that. that three chairs being created. What to use it. Yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. just a tub of mm-hmm. little plastic beads. Um, okay. I think you guys are going to like today's topic because. Well, I hinted at it a minute ago. Lest you think that. What's the word? What's the word that people are really throwing on Instagram right now? I'm not cool. I don't know. I'm not. So it's like- Okay. I'm not cool at all. What do you mean you're not cool? What, there's a new word? I mean, on hours, people say, like, oh, well, was oh. must be nice. What's that word? Anyway. What? Forget <laughs> it. I don't know. <laughs> it, it made sense in my mind. Today, we're going to share. Hey, that was a fail. That Shay. was a fail. <laughs> I have done this many times. We're going to talk about everything we failed at. Um, hopefully, you can learn from some of these failures. If you are gardening or mothering or in a marriage or a human, uh, maybe you can relate to some of these things. There have been so many. Angela, you talked in, in last week's episode about, you know, you see something on Pinterest or you see something on Instagram and you think, oh, must be nice. Um, what you don't see is all the death and destruction that went into building
1: that picture. (laughs) The trail of tears behind what you see.
0: Yeah. So um, we talk a lot about fortitude in this podcast. And all of these failures to me, in my mind, they do point to that. Because after every single one of them, you have to decide, am I going to stand up and keep going? Or am I going to quit? And I'll be honest, there were a few that we're going to talk about where I was... A breath away from pulling the plug on all of this. Owen, buddy, <coughs> Owen, Owen, you need to go upstairs. No more ironing, okay? Fail. Podcaster, fail. Podcaster, fail. <laughs> Keep the children upstairs. Dad, fail. <laughs> the plastic fail, is no longer entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> you know, I have some things
1: that I failed at and I'm, I'm just owning it. I'm not even going to try. I'm done. Like what? I, I can't bake chocolate chip cookies. What do you mean you can't bake chocolate chip cookies? I can't. I just suck at it. And I'm okay with that. It's been like probably 12 years since I tried. And it's kind of like a thing now. It's like, it's part of me. It's on my like anti resume. Mm-hmm. Like, don't send me your recipes. Don't give me your tips. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm I'm cool. With you it. just owned it. I'm it's just part of it's part of my shtick okay. now. I can't bake chocolate chip cookies. That reminds
0: me, um, for
1: those of you who don't <laughs> there's no Nestle Toulouse going on
0: in this house. <laughs> house. For okay. those of you who don't know Angela's baking <laughs> abilities, she is the macaroon queen. And those are those notoriously fussy stupid, overly sweet French cookies. <laughs> and I saw her do this one time and um, Georgia said, can you make those for me for my birthday? And I was like, I will do anything for you. My sweet, sweet child. <laughs> I got all the ingredients. I started to make them. And disaster doesn't even begin to describe what happened. She's texted me these little no. pictures of like pink Joppa <laughs> the Huts. They just melt. <laughs> you guys... I wasn't crying. I was crying. I was screaming and shouting and like full on temper tantrum because I just wanted to make Georgia her macaroon cake for her birthday, her little tower of cookies. Aww. And this was the night before. And it was such a disaster that I think I just got her ice cream like it was it was so bad. So I, I, t- <laughs> you went through the DQ drive-through. I, I, <laughs> what do you want? I did. I tried that one time, and I just put that on my anti-resume. And I'm like, you know what? This is not going to be the cookie for me. I can tell you that because you're like, <laughs> did you blink three times before you ground the almonds? <sighs> did you Did your you click heels your together? heels together and bless it with a goose Did you have on clean underwear? Like, like for- <laughs> forget it. Desserts like that don't belong in this kitchen. <laughs>
1: Oh, Uh, but I have like an egg white. Like, what's the pavlova? Is that the one that's like the big meringue? Oh, (laughs) I made that once. It was so pitiful. (laughs) I was actually so wounded as a human being. I have not tried it again. I
0: know you make a mean one, don't you? Meringue. I love meringue. I love making it. So um, do I.
1: Like I can do my key lime pie Pro, with no, meringue, the but problem that particular is, recipe. It's
0: because I don't, ugh. I keep hitting my mic. I don't cook with white sugar. I don't bake with white, sh- like white sugar that we all know of. I don't use it at all. I don't have it in my kitchen. Like zero. Doesn't yeah. exist. Not even like I use the organic stuff for nope. baking. You I don't, don't even do, do that. that. Yep. Everything is done with maple syrup, honey, or dehydrated whole cane sugar. Dehydrated whole cane sugar will work, but it's heavy. and And it turns mm-hmm. the meringue, the sort of light brown color and honey will work but it tends to bake out and mm-hmm. <sighs> it's, it's tricky. Rang is really tricky unless you use white sugar. And I just get so angry. I'm like, what did people do before this? And where is Joel? Right. Why are your children shouting and crying I, in the back? What? I have no idea. Someone is weeping. <laughs> but truly, and I think about this with baguettes too. They're like a, a traditional uh-huh. French baguette is made with type 5-5 five five flour. And I'm like, well, (coughs) what were baguettes made of before 1960? Before we were able to mill flour that was the density of angel dust.
1: Like, what did we make baguettes? Caribbean (laughs) sands.
0: What were we doing then? There are so many French desserts and such like that. That you think, how is this a thing? How is this a thing when all we have is whole grain flour? The macaron is an old cookie.
1: Yeah. Isn't it? I think it's like from... Medici, Catherine de Medici, or something like that. I don't know how. I I don't. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Somebody tell me how. (laughs) Okay, so plenty of baking failures. Failures when I was baking when I was learning how to cook and bake. I cannot tell you how many dinners and breads, really bad breads, that we composted and like. I knew it was bad when Stu would just take it from the table and go dump it <laughs> into the compost pile <laughs> immediately. Like chicken, chicken, exactly. chicken, chicken. chicken. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. Like sourdough. The first few sourdoughs were like, this is like a frisbee of death. Yeah. I could just I could just wallop
0: this at someone and just take them You could them bake out. it for three and a half hours and the inside is still raw. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or when i got into sprouting my own flour before i mm-hmm. understood sourdough at all i went through this whole well if mm-hmm. i can't sourdough then i'll just sprout it and then it will be healthy um and i would continually malt it so i would sprout it too far which would mm-hmm. malt the grain which is great for beer does right. not work for bread baking <laughs> at all at all and We did plenty of loaves where I remember making a banana bread loaf and thinking, oh, I'm such a homemaker. Look, the kids are going to wake up and have fresh banana bread. And it was with some of the malted flour. And I baked it until lunchtime. And finally, I just dumped it on the plate. I'm like, you can just eat the rot dough. It's fine. (laughs) Enjoy. You're welcome. You know, kids don't care. They're like, ooh, the inside is Mm -hmm. chewy. Like.
1: They don't, Mm -hmm. they don't care, especially with banana bread. You make banana bread. You're, you're awesome. It's true. My, my kids are big banana bread people. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I can't make chocolate chip cookies (laughs) and this, there's one more that I've just like let go of everything else. I'm fighting tooth and nail, but there's one more that I've let go of and I, it's impatience. The little like pink and red and white flowers. They're like hardware store flowers. And I'm over it because it's not my thing. But when I was first establishing our home and learning to garden, like I come from a farming background and patience, impatience around the base of a tree. That is like a quintessential Midwestern farmyard look.
0: Stuart's bringing her Listen, breakfast again. if we're going to record in the morning. Oh my God. You made, look what he made. Hold on. Hold on. Oh come brother, here. Come here. Oh, come, come here. here, sweet, sweet man of mine. Oh my We're going to make out for a second. No, you're <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, he made me crusty hash browns and scrambled eggs and fried kale from the garden. Extra crispy hash browns. Hash, 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 browns. hash browns. Yes. Um, so yes. we record these. We record one episode in the morning time. So Stuart just knows like this is his day to make breakfast. and. He's trying to show me up. He's trying to be like, see, it's not that hard to make a good breakfast. <laughs> you could do this too. Well, I have oatmeal. Oh. Thank well, you. There you go.
1: My husband made me oatmeal. Oh. Thanks, Joel. Okay. Impatience. Farming background. <laughs> impatience. Yeah. So my grandma did them. My uh always grew them. My my aunts. I don't know if my mom ever did, but it was just like a thing. And I wanted to be like my grandma. Yeah. And I just Boy, they were sad. They were like scrawny and leggy and anemic. And they never did that big mound around the base of the tree. And I tried for about three or four years. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I am Here this is are. not my mm-hmm. thing. I I give up. Mm-hmm. I surrender. Not doing it. I'm trying
0: to chew I'm just gonna have one bite. I just have just, to chew this bite Okay, quiet. Chew very quietly mm. shake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, well, if we're gonna talk about gar like, I don't even know where to start with gardening. Failures. Um, I, honestly, I could write. A, I could I write a my book whole garden one day by putting. Uh, oh, I remember fresh that. wood chips all over it. Do you remember? Hey, remember when the back to Eden thing was such a thing? I loved, I loved it. it. I, what I, I learned like after four years of a of bad garden following that film was that it's so <laughs> true. Wood chips are not created equal. They really no. are. And what I had to take away from it in the end was mulch. You got to mulch the garden. But what I'm going to mulch with is not wood chips. That does not yeah. work for my soil
1: at all. No, I ruined my soil. And I to to his credit, Paul Giamatti or no, <laughs> it's the actor, but it's a similar name. It's very similar to that guy's name. <laughs> to his credit, like I did go to the municipal Building and gather wood chips that I thought were thoroughly were composted enough, but they were just too big, and it just leached. I don't know if it just leached all the nitrogen out of my soil. It was devastating, mm. and it's hard to get and them I out had, once you we, put them on. <laughs> oh my gosh, we had to like hire a tractor to get them out, and it was the year that we went like balls out in the garden at our rental farm. I had the and then they did a huge like. I don't know, 150 foot long stretch of market rows in the back with uh, hosing. Like, I got all those soaker hoses from garage yeah. sales and they were staked in the ground. I was going to grow like a lifetime supply of cabbage and onions <laughs> and carrots. And life Just was going to be labor perfect. intensive <laughs> out of your mind for the spring. And then nothing
0: came of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an epic I got to say, fail. I think about our husbands over all the failures, especially regarding like <laughs> failures. We're like, this is going to be it. This is going to solve. All. This is. I it. want you to know. This is going to solve all of our problems, and it's going to be the best garden yes, ever. ever. All I ever. need you to do is hand shovel eight tons of gravel and wood chips, and then sink thirty fence posts. <laughs> if you could oh just do that, and then irrigate these twelve to- acres, this is going to be perfect. <gasps> I just know it we won't run out of onions in February if you do that they continue to humor us they continue to faithfully love and serve us and I don't understand I don't understand I would have given up so long ago um the when we first started thank you my love he brought me fresh coffee um (laughs) when we first decided to start our farm as we know it now it was when we Mm -hmm. moved back from alabama so we got our tax return we paid off our car paid off our student loans and bought a cow and god bless my husband you know, we just come off this year of being dirt poor and I convinced him somehow to let me spend $900 on a dairy cow. And that's a lot it was of money. so much money to us. Yeah, it was so much money. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we were so new to it that I didn't know what to ask. I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know what to check. All I knew was I wanted to start. So we come back. The cow gets delivered. We're both learning how to sort of do this homesteading thing side by side. Mm-hmm. the cow's not bred she was supposed to be bred cow ain't bred at like not not at all i don't think she's cycling she's so fat for all i know she could have been a twin she could have been sterile i have no idea and we try to ai her a few times doesn't take we bring a bull in to our little podunk farm that has not a true fence in it at i all. remember is all this on the blog i think I so feel like i remember I think this. So. it was.
1: If you've never been around a
0: Jersey bull, by the way, they tend to be horrible creatures. And at one point, (laughs) the bull breaks out of the pen because we didn't have a proper barn. We didn't have proper fencing. Him and the cow break out, run through the neighbor's landscaped yard, run through the orchard. Stu's driving into town to go and do some testing at the school. He has to test a kid. He's driving and he sees our cow and the, and our bull, bull who's on loan running down the road. He's in his full on work suit and he calls me and he's like, we got to get them in. So I come running down. I put, gave the baby to the neighbor. I was like, I need you to hold this like three month old child. I go running down bare feet into the orchard, chasing this cow and chasing this bull. The bull turns on Stuart, who's mind you still like in his slacks. And then Stu almost steps on a rattlesnake right before the bull charges him full on bull charging. My adrenaline is pumping so hard right now. I pick up a stick and I just start wailing on this bull because he has now has charged Stuart and pinned him (laughs) against a pile of sticks in the orchard. Stuart is like full, like laying on his back with the bull continually ramming him. And I am just beating this thing, thinking I'm going to watch this is I'm going to watch Stuart be impaled. Like, this is how this mm-hmm. is how it's he's going to die. And it sounds like a scene from Jurassic Park or something. It was insane. You a flare. I know. Here, exactly. T-Rex. Like, I'll take the <laughs> hit. This is my, totally my fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All's well that ends well. The bull went home. The cow went to the freezer and we learned a lot. So when Angela was going to buy her cow, I was like, here are six questions that you should really make sure you have the answers to before the cow comes to your property. I will never, never, never make that mistake again. Oh, my gosh. No wonder you were so gracious, like answering
1: every neurotic test. Text I sent you. How does this look?
0: How does this seat yeah. look? How do our eyeballs yeah. look? <laughs> <laughs> ask her this. Ask her this. Ask her this. Oh, my no, and that goodness was, gracious. I felt so sad about it because it was like our first push into homesteading. And Stuart truly mm-hmm. was. I mean, he has fallen in love with what we have built now. But it, I won't say it was love at first sight for him. He was Mm-mm. just... <laughs> uh,
1: uh-uh. he was i was I was thinking of when I left your house last year, and poor Joel got stuck trying to deliver those goats oh. over the phone with me at the airport <laughs> that that was a fail. I don't remember
0: what happened with that one.
1: She died oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> Coco, like for those of you that read the blog, like my first mammal I'm so sorry ever I'm at. CTAC or whatever your special airport is called, and it's loud, and I'm exhausted. Because sad thing is, I really didn't have the greatest time at Shay's house. (laughs) I I was sick. It was horrible. What she's eating? She's stuffing her face. (laughs) She does. She looks like a squirrel now. And I've got Joel on the phone, and he's up to his uh, bicep in this animal trying to help her out the neck of this goat is bent forward and it must have been bent forward forever because every time he would pull it up it would flop back down and bless his heart he tried for like two hours and she died it was horrible but that's another fail on i have never been able to help a laboring animal successfully and I don't think it's my fault. It's hard. It, I've had to call them yeah. twice, and it, it, it took them like an hour and a half, yeah, each time. Yeah. But I remember being on the friend, the phone with a friend who was helping me. She's like, "You just got to get in there. You got to do it. You're like, don't be hesitant." I'm like, "No, no, nothing you're describing <laughs> is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like This is you're making it sound so easy. It's not easy, and it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, it's horrible. I feel." I want to be that like farm midwife. I want to get in there and save the day and save the animal. And I've never been able to.
0: Well, I mean, it's always usually disaster. There's, it happens because there's a major complication because animals on the whole, yeah. the majority of the time, the mass majority of the time, just pop an animal yeah. out. They just pop the baby out. It's not a big thing. They get on with it. So right. if they aren't. No, the then two something times is, it's been wrong. Mm-hmm. It's been a disaster. So either something is really sandwiched in there incorrectly or Mm -hmm. maybe it's way too big. Like we used to run into that um, in cattle when you would breed to a bull who maybe threw, you know, because when you're doing like a beef cow operation, you want big, nice, fat calves. You want calves that grow really quickly, come out ready to eat, ready to grow. That's how you make your money. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly breeding them to these bulls who throw really nice, big, fat calves. Well, the trade-off of that is a lot of times you end up, especially with heifers, um, they can't get them out. (laughs) They're too big to get out. So it's like this, you're walking this fine line. And unfortunately, you Mm -hmm. find where that line is typically by having to pull calves out. And like you said, as soon as you're interfering, you can save the calf. But, you know, if you're talking about like getting chains on and helping her pull it out, that... (sighs) I mean, I have doctored so many little baby, you know, baby calf, little legs where they've been Mm -hmm. torn up by the chains or come out wonky because they were stuck in the birth canal like this for too long. And it is Mm -hmm. once you start interfering. Typically, it's not going to go super great.
1: Yeah. So
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't it up to your failure. But. No, I mean, I just,
1: it makes me sad because my pride wants to be able to do it. But the two times that I've had to really try and help, like I worked at it for quite a while. And by the time the vet got there, it took them. I mean, like full grown, like men on a little tiny goat, like struggling to get this animal out, you know, like
0: just, oh, that's so sad. It's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. Our very first animal. That we had born on our farm was a little lamb named Pocket. If you guys read the blog, you guys remember this story. Mm. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So I, at the time, didn't know how to look for impending birth. So Rosie ended up having Pocket in the middle of an open field. And it just happened to be a super cold night. And I should have seen it coming. It was totally just... Mm immaturity and lack of experience on my part so she drops pocket on the ground and my first thought and i don't i had experience like i don't know why i did this i still don't know i think i just panicked i grabbed Mm -hmm. pocket i brought him inside i rubbed him off with towels i got him warm and then the next morning i took him out to his mom after the like really bad storm had passed uh bad move whoops Once Mm -hmm. she hasn't, she, she just rejected him. Why wouldn't she? I took off all the smells that she should have been smelling. I cleaned him off for her, which is something she needs to do to bond. They talk to each other. They smell each other. They get to know each other. Mm -hmm. It's so important that they have that time. It was the dumbest thing I could have ever done. Truly. So then we ended up putting them in this pen and we have to kind of what you're doing right now with yours We had to go out every two hours, hold Rosie Mm -hmm. so that pocket could drink. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she never, she never took to him. If they don't bond, it's really hard for them to get them to bond later on. Yeah. And I remember going up one day and I was used to him sort of bleeding because he always wanted to drink. Mm -hmm. And it was totally quiet. And I walked up this hill. I couldn't see the pen from where I was. I was walking up this hill and I was just like. No god no. no 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 and i knew i just knew and i walked up and sure enough he was there and he just ended up dying of starvation you know because mm-hmm. and and even that method was really flawed because sheep are herd animals separation is death separation mm-hmm. is death and so that's why we actually even leave our ewes now we give them a really nice big pen where there are corners where they can go but we leave them with the herd mm-hmm because once you separate them even if it's for their good it's death and looking back i'm like of course she didn't take to him she was so stressed out while she was in there she couldn't see mm-hmm. her people she couldn't see where her family and oh right i have it was one of the most gutted moments i ever remember feeling just like you fail at this you are a terrible farmer you don't deserve to have mm-hmm. animals sell, like sell the farm and get out of here because you don't belong here. And it took a long time to recover from that. It was a low blow, mm-hmm. low blow. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about, you know,
1: anybody that's had chicks or something like you, that's like a par for their course. You know, some of them are going to die. You do your best and they arrive in the mail, yeah. you know, but like when you start getting to an animal that you've bred, that's like an investment into your family. Yeah. Into your freezer, you put all this time into keeping the mother alive. You know, it's just, yeah, it's tough and it's very disheartening.
0: And the bigger the animal. embarrassing and discouraging. It's like. And what? The bigger the animal, the logistics of a death are. Bigger. Bigger. You know, bigger. Mm -hmm. Like when we lost Sally, Mm -hmm. she was a 900 pound cow. Like. Okay, like logistically, now what? A chick, you right. can just throw it in the garbage. It's hard to say, but that's what we right. do. <sighs> Bill.
1: <laughs> I killed a lamb once. <laughs> I made Julia a lamb cake for her birthday. She was four. She was five. And I call her my littlest lamb cake. So she wanted a lamb cake for her birthday. So I make this cute lamb cake. It's all decorated We're all singing happy birthday to you. And while we're singing, the head falls off. (laughs) (laughs) Just click. It just broke right off. (laughs) It's like on video.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) You try not to make this little kid cry. All she wanted was a lamb cake. (laughs) And her mom, the so-called master baker, nails it, bakes. Nails mm. it. Bakes this cake where the head falls off. I <laughs> oh didn't gosh. know how to
0: bake when I got married at all. And when we first started going mm-hmm. to our church, we would have these potlucks, and you know everybody like at this point there are church ladies who've been doing this a so long time. Church ladies, at least where I'm from, they They're know legit. how to potluck. Okay, they oh, know yeah. what their signature mm-hmm. dishes, and they bring it, and they yep. it's like a competition of casseroles. I love it. I took a cake. And it was this what I it was called salted raspberry cake. It was from 101 Cookbooks, Heidi Swanson. I learned a lot from her back in the day. And it's this sweet sort of vanilla cake with these little berries on top. But instead of dusting it with sugar, you dust it with this like kind of flake salt to bring out the sugar. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. That did not go well at potluck. And all I kept hearing were these murmurs of like, there's salt on the food. I think they they mixed up the sugar and the salt. And then you taste the crust, it tastes like salty. And Stuart was, he's like, isn't, isn't that your cake? I was like, no, nope, no, nope, that's not, who would have brought that? Gross. <laughs> that's Mrs. Johnson's cake, yeah, I gink. think. What an idiot. I heard she makes that every he, time. Uh, he, he knew it was mine, obviously, but. Oh my! Gosh. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed because it was part. I don't know if I overdid it. I don't really know. It did. Yeah, but a lot
1: of times when you're dealing with like uh, an older palette, they're not down with. They don't want that no. kind of
0: creativity. No, <laughs> no, and that and that's what Stu kept pointing to. He's like, "Why, sweet, sweet wife of mine, why is it that when we have company over, you're making things you've never made before?"
1: Oh, Joel, we'll do that. Aren't you taking on a little bit too much? I'm like, yeah, I've got
0: this. Like, like why? Why? Leave me alone. I'm trying to express why you, myself. Why are we using these <laughs> experimental sort of recipes for when other people have to eat the food? <laughs> like the time I was learning yes. how to cook healthy and I made a vanilla cake out of white beans. And Stuart, well, <laughs> there's a lot of air quotes <laughs> going on, you guys, while she's talking. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like, you, did the did, white bean. and thing? I took it to a church potluck, and Stuart was just like, can we? I love you. Can we? Can we? Can we not do the white bean cake at church? Could we just make a cherry cobbler, but, like normal? There people. was a period of learning how to cook that I thought, like, but this was before einkorn. Truly, I was just like, no, mm-hmm. we're not. Everything has to be soaked. Everything has to be sprouted. Like. And so okay. I I didn't eat cake for like 8 years because I was just like no you can't no 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 cake unless it's sourdough or yada yada. It was a dark period of, of our life. And I'm so thankful that we found Einkorn because we can just like our bodies just react so differently to it. It's so yeah. good. That doesn't mean we eat cake every day, but it also means I am not trying to make a cake out of beans because cakes are made with flour. It was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. It was. That's
1: like the cauliflower trend. I'm not eating (laughs) cauliflower pizza. First of all, hello. That gives you major (laughs) gas. Okay. No, thank you. It's also expensive. You're talking. I'm just not doing it. That is not a thing. (laughs) Like,
0: I just, that is made up. Have you seen... This Nonsense is controversial what you're me. saying right now. People are like, don't talk about my cauliflower. I come from a
1: Trim Healthy Mama family. This is extremely controversial. Mm-hmm. And my sister is listening. Sorry, Chelsea. I don't care for the cauliflower
0: <laughs> things. So the things. Have you seen those really great memes that are like, you know, a, a DQ blizzard? And they're just like, how do I make this out of cauliflower?
1: <laughs> yeah, see, that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> Surely I can do that. <laughs>
1: With a little salt mm-hmm. on top.
0: You know, there's also a really oh funny meme gosh. that's like, if cauliflower can be pizza crust, then you, my dear, can do anything. And I read that the opposite. I'm like, cauliflower can't be pizza crust. Therefore, I can't do anything.
1: Bad <laughs> <laughs> example. I'm you know what somebody's gonna send me? They're gonna send me a cauliflower-based chocolate chip cookie <laughs> recipe. <laughs> And I'm just going to use it as fertilizer <laughs> for my impatience. <laughs> no, I just don't care yeah. for it. Um, it makes
0: my stomach. It throws my stomach into major mm-hmm. turmoil. That's probably. It's a lot of cauliflower. You got to be careful with that. Um, oh, I have a funny stomach churning story. You she, what? You have a lot of stomach churning story. I really do, but this one's gross. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Okay. All right, roll your sleeves up, ladies. <coughs> one time, one time back in the day, we were growing meat chickens. This is still pretty new into our farm. We're a couple years in at this point. We've learned a lot. Okay. We were growing 50 meat chickens on this hillside, and it was great. They were free ranging, they had this net over the top. Fine. Our entire family gets the stomach flu. And we have a dairy cow at this point. I'm milking Sally. I milked in the morning. Stu milked at night. We're milking twice a day. I'm also pregnant. (laughs) Pregante. And are you pregnant? (laughs) How can I tell if I'm pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) Pregnant. I'm pregnant. I have the stomach flu. This is as bad as it gets for me. And -hmm. I'm milking a cow. So it's five in the morning. I am milking. Squirt, squirt, squirt. Squirt, 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 dry heaving (laughs) over my bucket, feeling pretty poorly at this point. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I start walking back up to the house past our meat chicken pen. And there is something wrong. And I there is something amiss. amiss. I walk closer and I realize that an owl has gotten into our pen through a hole in the netting and has decapitated 37 of our 50 chickens beheaded it is sl- it's just slaughter it's carnage just like <laughs> feet and feathers and limbs and blood <laughs> and chicken heads oh it was gosh. so bad and i kept thinking you have to get in there you have to get in there and butcher these chickens they were a few days away from being harvested. They were we had invested oh. so much money into them at this point. And I remember thinking mm-hmm. you have you have to because it didn't it died from, you know, death. And I could tell roughly how long ago that was. So the meat was fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I could not do it because I was so vomity <laughs> from the stomach flu. We had to eventually just gather up all of these birds and throw them away. I mean, we're talking at this, and this is a lot of money for us. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, not to mention a year's supply of chicken. It was devastating. And what makes the story worse is that the year before, when we had raised our batch of meat chickens, I was also pregnant (laughs) With a different child. <laughs> and I couldn't eat chicken when I was pregnant. It was just a thing. So I don't pull any chickens you, out of the freezer for many weeks. Finally, I'm feeling great. I go down there. I pull open the freezer to pull some chicken out. Oh, yeah. no. Every chicken had gone bad. The The freezer had failed. And 52 <laughs> chickens went bad. Completely and it had been in there for I mean a trim, tri, a trimester. It was a long time. It was <laughs> nasty. So you just hadn't gone. I just hadn't in there opened because... the chicken freezer because I okay. wasn't cooking chicken for the family. Because I couldn't I couldn't eat it. So we were just eating other stuff. Okay. It was one of those moments where I was like, You're an idiot. And if you invest that much time and money into making meat, I tell you what, I check my freezers every other day. I walk up and I open them. I look inside and I Mm -hmm. shut them again. (laughs) It's a lesson learned the hard way. Seriously. so sad. That's awful. It was really bad. It was really bad.
1: When you've come out and find dead chickens or a dead favorite animal, it's always your favorite, too. We had a... Turkey that we lost last year. Her name was Frightful. Oh. Hello. That mm. tells you something. She was the best. She was like Frightful. I mean, just mm-hmm. a buddy. And I have no idea. I still don't know what
0: got Oh, her. sad. She's, just, yep. Just so sad. <laughs> and it just makes you yeah, feel it bad. It does make you feel bad. It does make you feel super bad. We had a chicken like that one time. Mm-hmm. He got stuck in... The chicken feeder. And for how many days, I don't know. But finally, I was like, what is that noise? It was, we named him Leonard. Leonard was stuck in the chicken <laughs> feeder. So we got him out and he lived his life in our hen house. We just, he was a meat chicken that we eventually brought mm-hmm. into the chicken coop because we named him and he was our friend. And we came out one night and his head was gone. Probably an owl. If I've learned anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was just lying there on the steps of the hen house. Just... Decapitated Leonard. Ugh, it hurts. It hurts so <laughs> bad to look back. To it. it hurts <laughs> so bad to look back. It just makes you feel like the Grim Reaper. Like,
1: like death. Just you should well, talk I about, about your
0: bees. Uh, you know, Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh,
1: hello. Yeah, I kill bees. I'm not a beekeeper. I'm a <laughs> bee killer. <laughs> Move over, Japanese hornets or whatever the murder <laughs> hornets, whatever those things are called. <laughs> That's right. Parisian farm girl is here. I got this. <gasps> Who needs a hive that comes back every year? Uh. Nah. <laughs> it's more fun to try to get newbies. <laughs> it's more fun to just kill them. Last year, I was like, okay, this is my year. I'm, I'm good. I had two successful hives. We had a swarm. One swarmed, but the other stayed around like... A queen must have risen up and took her people mm-hmm. with her because I still had two okay. hives. They were doing great. I go out to harvest my honey. It's a busy time of year. I'm burning the candle at both ends. I'm thinking, okay, I can just I'm gonna suit up, duct tape all the patches, and get out there and Duct-taped get this done. The patches. I was classic. classic. Yeah, girl. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, trying to beat a storm coming in off the Great Lakes. Like an idiot. So I'm out there all by myself. I have both hives open. And in comes the rain. And I got out the frames that I could and um quickly put everything back together. I was like, okay, I'll continue this in a couple of days. And um, I went out in a couple of days and they were all dead. <laughs> it wasn't even like a lot of rain. Yeah. It was starting to sprinkle, but apparently. That's all Mm. it took. And I'm an idiot. Yes. Bees don't like moisture. Mm -hmm. They can deal with cold. I couldn't. I was by myself. I couldn't get it packed up fast enough.
0: Like I relate to you mm. on that. I am a Mm -hmm. I am the worst beekeeper in the world. (laughs) Do you know when the last time I checked my bees was? Last year. I don't know. It's May. And and I've been saying for the last 10 weeks, I need to check my bees. I need to check my bees. I need to put a new box on my bees. I bet they're full. Oh, yeah. Huh. But they're they're a little crowded crowded in there. It's on my to-do list today. Like somehow today is going to be the day that I finally stop (laughs) being a selfish jerk and go put a new box on the bee's hive. So it's it's one of those things. This is not an excuse. But Mm -hmm. it is hard when you have kids. Because you have to suit up. You've got to light the smoker and go out there and they cannot be. Anywhere near the bees when you're working them, ours aren't that far yeah. from. They're facing away, so when a bee comes out of the hive, it has a flight pattern. It will it will always follow mm-hmm. that flight pattern. So once they decide what that is, you just know how to avoid it. So I can go basically right, right. Up to the back of my beehives, and I don't have to worry about it too mm-hmm. much. Um. Yeah. There's always some guards out, but you know, on the whole, they're going out the front, so they're facing away from our house and away from our gardens. But still, when you're working them and you're pulling out, it disrupts things in the hive. They're not happy. happy. And um, Mm -hmm. we've had kids get too close and just too curious. And when you're working the bees, you kind of just got to work them. You know, you can't be in there for too long. Your smoke starts to run out. And so you're just shouting at your kids, which is not good for bees. They are so sensitive to your energy, which reminds me Mm -hmm. of a massive failure that I completely have repressed until this moment. Can I tell you? Okay. Yeah. This was years ago. We were new to bees. We had these Italian bees, which were very docile. I loved these bees. They're lovely. They're like little flying yellow teddy bears. They were great. And I had worked them a lot Mm -hmm. at this point. And so this was before I was such a loser. Stuart and I got into a fight and I can't even remember what it was about. I just remember being really angry at him. Mm -hmm. He was at work and... I was just like, I'm going to go check these bees and, you know, I'm going to work off some of this rage. But in my rage, I didn't take the time to light my smoker, which my beekeeper who taught me how to keep bees was like, if you don't have time to light your smoker, you don't have time to work your bees. So, so like, don't even try. Mm -hmm. But I thought these bees are so docile. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not going to be a big thing. So I went down there, I checked the hives. And because I was such a cool beekeeper at this point, I just had on like a sweatshirt and and like a hood kind of a thing. Okay. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: What do you think happens? <laughs> I will tell you what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I get attacked by bees because I have not done the things I knew I needed to do. So I, I do what I shouldn't do. I freak out. I start wailing my arms, you know, as they're like stinging my neck and flying up my pant legs. Oh my gosh. So we were at the top of this hill and these bees were at the bottom. It was Mm -hmm. a steep incline. Also, I was pregnant at this point. so (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) I take off running up this hill as fast as like a seven month pregnant woman can run, which is not very fast. Not fast. Up a hill, a (laughs) steep hill. And I am stripping my clothes off. Piece by piece as I'm running up the hill. So that (laughs) literally when I get to the top of the hill, I am in my bra and underwear. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm Mm -hmm. just more mad at this point. I'm livid. So I go inside, tend to my duties and Stu comes home from work later. And he's just like, uh, like he's driving up the driveway and it's, there's a shirt. There's some (laughs) pants. like. There are some socks. Just like, what happened here? Was she like mauled by a bear? And like, what? And I was so mad at him still that I was just like, nothing. I'm fine. There's nothing to see here. And I wouldn't tell him why the clothes were littered all over the (laughs) driveway. Never again, never again have I worked my bees in such a state. They do not like it when you're angry, and they do not like it when you don't smoke them. (laughs)
1: And and you know, doing something like that when you're mad at the husband is I don't know, man. I I pay for getting mad at Joel last year. A year and a no, a year and a half ago, I he just boy, he just ticked me off. I don't even remember what it was, but it was lunchtime and I was
0: (laughs) mad.
1: I mean like mad. I had a salad, I took a bite of my salad and Cracked my teeth. <laughs> on what? Chipped my... F- on the fork. I was so mad. I bit the fork in a rage. <laughs> I have a cracked tooth down on the bottom that I'm too lazy to get fixed. And Ow. this one that I'm like super self-conscious of on YouTube because I it's like a big chip out of my front top tooth. And it's my fault. I was mad about something that I don't yeah. even remember. And I bit a fork. <laughs> so hard with the top and the bottom. I mean, I know. what? that well, is have a have you fail. ever punched something out of anger?
0: <laughs> One time I punched yeah. a stucco wall. Oh, yeah. And a quarter of a second later, I was like, that was <laughs> that was not a good idea. <laughs> How do they do I that know. on the movies? Fail. <laughs> that was a major fail. Fail. Oh, I had a bad knuckle for like a month after that. I know. Oh, my gosh. Fail. Failure is all around, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I do think, I mean, I know we're making light of it because <laughs> we need to, but it is a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing to to do enough that you're failing. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, if you just stay safe with zone. your safety zone, you're not going right. to fail. And how can you grow and expand and develop new interests, new passions, mm-hmm. give yourself more mm-hmm. education new education mm-hmm. you know if you're not willing
0: to make an idiot seriously out of yourself. Um, when i was learning to watercolor i'm by the way mm-hmm. i'm still learning to watercolor i'm like three lessons in okay the, the first <laughs> let's be real assignment in my book was a banana that had like these brown spots on it <laughs> y'all i colored so many <gasps> stupid bananas and they did not look like bananas okay They were so bad. Like, this art form is stupid. And this is the hardest thing that has ever been asked of anybody is to color (laughs) a stupid banana. Why? Why is that a lesson? Well, because it's hard. And it's like yellow, shades of yellow and and brown. And watercolor is really a hard medium to work with. Because it's it's opposite of what your mind thinks. But that wasn't the point. The point is that... Mm -hmm. I sat down to watercolor the other day for the first time in way too long Um, and Mm -hmm. I brought out my old things that I had done. There were mushrooms and bananas and (laughs) violas and it was like, it was actually fun to look back on. They weren't great by any stretch of the Mm -hmm. imagination, but it was still that process of learning was like, you got to fail at 85 bananas until you get one that's like, that's not horrible. It looks like a banana now. It looks like a banana. Stick that in your back pocket. What? I've never left you speechless. (laughs) No, it's my... I just can't. Why don't you share that quote? We'll just round this out. We'll just round this
1: out. All right. I have a quote this time. I actually really love quotes. I love it when you share them. They kind of geek me out. You know how I feel about the movie A Good Year? It is, as I told my daughter last night, it is my spirit animal. It is. She's like, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, but it sounds Mm -hmm. so funny. It inspires me to no end from so many different angles for so many different reasons. And in it, um, there's a scene where there's a tennis game being played between an adult and a child and the child loses and he's really mad. And the, the uncle makes him dance around and celebrate his loss. And it's funny, but he says a man learns nothing from winning the act of losing, however, can elicit great wisdom, not the least, not least of which is how much more enjoyable <laughs> it is to win. It's inevitable to lose now and again. The trick is to not make a habit. Of oh, it. I
0: could just hear him say that it gives me chills. Mm-hmm.
1: I know it's so true, whether it's, you know, in your barnyard or in your kitchen. We didn't even talk about like in interactions with your fails. children. Come you on. Know. We didn't even talk you about say? homeschooling fails or parenting fails. Oh, no, that's a that's a whole episode. Mm. I'm not, I am not I'm willing to I be don't that think vulnerable. I am either. <laughs> 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 but I think putting your hand to something, especially mm-hmm. right now, a lot of us, a lot of extra yep. free time. And just yep. go ahead and fail and just paint the world's world's
0: worst yep. banana because I'm going to keep trying because I'm going to keep trying. Um so not to go too much on a rabbit trail here but Monty Don I'm going to try and say this mm. without crying. Good luck. <laughs> His dog Nigel died yesterday. And if any of you watch Gardener's World or follow Monty on Instagram, you know how important Nigel is to Monty. Mm. And Monty like just a proper British man just very stoically said I want everyone to know that Nigel has died, and he died peacefully. And you know what a great dog he was. And now he's buried in the garden with, with the, the tennis balls. with a pile of tennis balls. That's and I, I cried. cried. I cried three times <laughs> yesterday thinking about Monty and Nigel, <laughs> and just loss and whatever. I tried, but Monty posted this morning mm-hmm. on Instagram, and he posted a picture of his garden path where Nigel would always lie. And and he said, and life goes on. And it's so true because, like you said, we make light of it. But in these moments, I tell you, there were tears, many tears shed. And um, I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes. It doesn't feel like it when the failures are really coming in like waves. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though it doesn't feel like life will go on, it will. And you will learn. And you will grow and you will expand. Mm-hmm. And I loved that perspective because after mm-hmm. weeping for Nigel and and Monty's pain yesterday, it was this sweet reminder from the person in that situation saying, and we and we march mm-hmm. on. We just keep going. You're gonna lose, but you keep going. I tried. I'm sorry. Kind of <laughs> You turd. Sweet Nigel. I just keep hearing him in my my head going, come on, old boy. Come, come, on, on, Nigel. come on, yeah, Sweet, sweet Nigel. Oh, <laughs> stop. Okay, stop it. Please uh, go visit us over on Instagram <laughs> at Home <Homemaker laughs> Chic Podcast. We would love to see your love over there. And of course, show some love to this episode sponsor, JovialFoods.com. Go get some einkorn flour and do some failure bakings. Uh, Carla's videos on YouTube are really helpful, <laughs> so They're you don't very have helpful. as many failures as we have had. <laughs> right? <laughs> Some is inevitable.
1: And visit americanblossomlinens.com dot com. Use the code Homemaker twenty <laughs> to get your sheets. I'll give you a hint: when you get them, read the directions because you don't want to dry them the wrong mm. way. No That's failure. Right with your American Blossom linen sheets, and they get you all set up to care, take wonderful care of your new bedding. And please fit us, visit, <laughs> that <was a> fail. <laughs> visit us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic. This is where you can show your love for the podcast, which uh, so many Shay, do you get the emails? I do. It's very fun. So many, so fun. You can show your love for the podcast. By joining Patreon for $5 a month or $10 a month, we show our love by giving you a digital copy of the cookbook and scheduling a very private, privé hangout time with you once a month where we do a live stream. Everyone pours a glass of wine and store- serves everybody crispy <laughs> hash <laughs> potatoes, mashed potatoes, crispy hash browns. I can't <laughs> talk. This fail. It's because I got you thinking about <laughs> Nigel. But yes. Yeah. And my stomach's really growling. (laughs) We do.
0: I'm crying for Nigel. We love my stomach's really growling. We love our patrons. We love our show sponsors. And uh, do share your failures over with us on Instagram so that we can love those as well. And learn from each other. Absolutely. Ladies and Frank, until next time, my friends. Cheers. Cheers.